doll. Hey, doll. I'm your host, Cynthia. And I'm your host, Paula. And we are Dolls Dolls and and Doom. Doom. So I actually have a couple stories, and they're both pretty terrifying. Okay, (laughs) Paula, bring it on. All right. They are actually related in the sense that both stories are about girls with murderous boyfriends. (gasps) So today I'm going to tell you about Caitlin O'Brien and Wilma Anderson. So first up is Caitlin O'Brien. She was a 31-year-old nurse in Australia. She had a postgraduate degree in advanced nursing from Griffith University. Caitlin worked at the Caulfield Hospital before eventually working at the Alfred Hospital. Her hobbies included photography and the arts. I saw a picture of her dressed as a flapper girl, and she looked like she had a fun personality. Oh my gosh. So cute. She sounds super smart and super cool. Yeah. She was described as quiet but cheery, with a passion for caring for others. A friend and co-worker said of Caitlin, quote, she treated everyone as though they mattered, no matter what their story was. I love that. Yeah. All nurses should have that kind of an attitude. Absolutely, 100% agree. Caitlin was in a very long-term relationship. Ten years, in fact. She met Shay Stewart when they were teenagers, and now at 33, Shay was also the person that she lived with. Unfortunately, Shay was violent for most of that time. And even worse, he had a prior conviction back in 2010 for assaulting her. Mm-mm. You see, he had all kinds of crazy delusions. He claims he was afraid that Caitlin was corrupt by supernatural forces and part of a plot to destroy humanity. Okay, so he was just one, like, completely off his rocker. Yeah, completely. He was convinced that he was Jesus and she was the devil and made her eat an apple in front of him just so she could be like Adam and Eve. Wow. Isn't that weird? (laughs) That is bizarre. (laughs) I need you to eat this apple. Oh my gosh. Goodness, and here's why. So a psychiatrist said he used violence and threats of suicide as a way to lessen the fear that Caitlin would leave him. He used marijuana as a way to calm his mind and said, quote, like a cure-all, it made me treat Kate better. Uh, it doesn't sound like he was smoking enough. Right? Wow. Oh, this is sad already. I know. Caitlin said the last three years he actually began to change for the better. His aggression and violence towards her stopped. In early 2019, Caitlin was diagnosed with a brain tumor and had surgery to remove it. As she recovered at home, she posted pictures of her scar and joked that she looked like a tennis ball. And she should dye her scalp bright green for Halloween. I love her sense of humor. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) What else can you do but laugh when life sucks? Exactly. She also commented on how her boyfriend was cooking and taking care of her. However, all was not well. She texted a friend and said she was scared to be around him. She even told Shay in a text that she was scared he would murder her. Whoa. Yeah. And of course, he told her that he'd never hurt her. On June 23rd, just a few weeks later, Caitlin calls the police and reported him saying that he was having a psychotic episode and an ambulance came and took him to the hospital. Now that she was home alone, her plan was to pick up and get out. Instead of sending him to a mental hospital to be studied by professionals and maybe get medication, the hospital only kept Shay for a few hours for observation and then let him go. 
Caitlin thought she had more time, like a couple of days, to get her stuff together. And unfortunately, when he came home, she was still there. On the morning of June 25th, 2019, Caitlin was sitting on her bed, and she walked in, rambling about the end of the world. He took her pants off and held her down. She was able to get away. She grabbed her phone and a pair of scissors. They struggled, but he overpowered her and then took the scissors and stabbed her five times, then suffocated her with a pillow, and then to make sure she was dead, he took a pair of tracksuit pants and tied them around her neck. Then he showered and took one of Caitlin's credit cards and placed it on her chest, as if to say, I no longer owe you. He goes to the police station and tells them he just killed his girlfriend. When they place him under arrest, all he said was, cool. Whoa. Yeah. He later said, quote, something primal and drug-affected took over. Shay's social media had bizarre posts, such as, quote, you can't rape humanity away, and you made me kill the devil because you saw her in yourself. Shay himself calls them rambling incoherence and says the posts were not planned. Shay Stewart was sent to prison for 22 years and is eligible for parole in 16 years. He says his girlfriend would still be alive if he had not been released from the hospital two days prior to her death. He said he didn't mean to kill her, but she grabbed the scissors and he panicked. He has since been diagnosed with schizophrenic personality disorder, which basically means that a patient later realizes their thoughts or actions were delusional. Legal rep Christopher Beale claims that Shay was remorseful and feels that he could be rehabilitated. He said, quote, I have never gone out of my way to hurt anyone deliberately. I completely isolate myself when I feel myself slipping. I guess I didn't see it coming this time. Wow. It does kind of sound like, I mean, I am no expert and have no idea what I'm talking about, but it does kind of sound like maybe he snapped and went into like a mental place. Yes. And then maybe like legitimately came out of it later. Yeah. And was able to look back possibly with some remorse and at least admit that he needed more help. Right. Yeah, that's huge. Just even admitting that they need help. Yeah. She has since been diagnosed with borderline antisocial and narcissistic personality disorders, along with anxiety, depression, and OCD. Caitlin's sister Martine said of Caitlin, she was a compassionate, lovely nurse. She was just marvelous. Wow. Okay, so borderline. Borderline's a pretty, um, I had a friend who had, when I was a kid, who had been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Okay. And um, so I like read all about it and I was, you know, really curious about it. But from my very um, not professional point of view, it's like one of the things about this personality is that they choose a person and they like assign everything good to this person. So every good thing that happens, every good thing in their life, they attribute to this person. And then they do the same thing with like negative things. Okay. So say like your mother or, or you know, maybe everything bad that happens in your life, every bad experience you have, you attribute to her. So like they have this extreme love and extreme hate. And at any given time, it can switch. So they can love you. It, it, like you can literally do no wrong. Um, but then they can 
that can switch and that can change at any time. Okay. So again, I, I don't know what I'm talking about and forgive me if I'm all wrong, but just from my um, very simple understanding of it, that's one of the things that they can experience. And it kind of sounds like maybe in some ways he was doing that with her. Like, right. Really, really loved her at times and then really hated her at times, saying she was the devil and... That's really interesting. And it's really sad. And a lot of people would say, okay, there's this bright, smart, educated, kind woman who spent 10 years in a relationship where she was being abused. Sounds like, why didn't she leave? But, you know, I think if you have never been in that situation or have never known anybody in that situation, you may not understand the difficulty in, in leaving and I've never been in that kind of situation but I know people who have and I know that these abusers have this way of making you think that you can't leave and and being as fearful of leaving as you are of staying right it's just a really really sad position yeah being stuck between a rock and a hard place literally. right and then, you know, her literally having to wait until he was gone to get her things and to leave. And then he just, he came back too soon. Right. They say that leaving a, an abuse of the relationship is the most dangerous part of being in that relationship. Right. Because if they don't kill you, they can always come find you. Right. But but leaving is when they really, really tend to kind of snap and go Right. Crazy. Because how dare you leave me? Right. Oh my goodness. That's Very really scary. sad. Yeah. So I didn't find a ton on Wilma Anderson, but I thought it was such an important story that I wanted to share what I could find. Wilma Anderson was a beautiful, blonde, Swedish 17-year-old girl. She lived in, forgive me, I may butcher this, Udavella, Udavella, a town in Sweden. Her boyfriend was Tishko Ahmed Shabazz. He was born in Iraq and moved to Sweden in 2006 and got Sweden citizenship in 2014. How or where they met is unclear, but I doubt it was school as he was six years older than Wilma when they began dating. So she was 15 and he was 21. Okay, that's that's quite an age gap. Not so much the age gap, but a 15-year-old with a 21-year-old. That's, you know, 15 still very young and innocent. Yes. 21, also still pretty young on the scheme of things, but a 21-year-old man and a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. That's that's not a, a, it's a little coupling I would be a, approving of. Right. Yeah, my parents would not approve for sure. <laughs> no. A witness states that Shabazz was very controlling, telling Wilma what she could and couldn't wear, Mm-mm. who she could and could not hang out with. He even installed a GPS on her phone and checked her every move. Okay, ladies... And I guess men too. If you find yourself in a relationship where someone is telling you what you can and cannot wear, who you can and cannot speak to, uh, where you are going, and if someone is trying, that's not love. No, get out of that relationship as soon as possible. Absolutely. That is not love. That is not care. That's controlling. That's abuse. Do not be a part of that. You deserve better. 100%. Shabazz was a Trump supporter to the extreme. (laughs) He had plans to travel to the U.S. to help with the re-election campaign. However, without the correct documents, he was stopped in Stockholm and returned to Sweden. He called Wilma Satan because he felt she was an enemy of Trump, his idol. (laughs) 
I think we have I'm another crazy just, on our I'm hands. Just laughing because it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so after two years of dating, so now they are 17 and 23, Wilma ended the relationship. And to say Shabazz didn't take it well is a sad understatement. Mm -hmm. Wilma Anderson went missing November 14th of 2019. Three days later, she was reported missing. Her coat and purse were still hanging in the closet of Shabazz's apartment. Is he the one who reported her missing? No. Okay. I want to say it was her her parents. But they they lived together or no? Or does she still live with her parents? It wasn't really unclear. Okay. Okay. she had stuff in his apartment, so she at least was there often enough okay. that she left some stuff there. So maybe her parents didn't report her missing because they were used to maybe her being with him for a few days at a time. That's what I'm guessing. Okay. Like I said, I couldn't find a whole ton of information. Sure. Okay, so three days later, she was reported missing. Her coat and purse were still hanging in the closet of Shabazz's apartment. And those that knew her well say that she would never have left without them. Her mom went to Shabazz's apartment several times looking for Wilma. She kept ringing the doorbell, but all he ever said was that they fought and she ran out. He assured her that Wilma left his apartment alive. Well, that's what they always say. Of course. (laughs) Several neighbors said they heard fights and screaming, which, if that's true, I don't know why they wouldn't have called the police, especially if it had happened more than once. Sweden, which is known for being one of the safest countries to live, is now scared to say the least. Now the search for Wilma was huge. There were more than 5,000 people looking for her. I mean, police, specialists, volunteers. But it took only a couple of weeks until she was found. On November 28th, her head was found (gasps) wrapped in foil inside a suitcase. She never left Shabazz's apartment. (gasps) Wait, hold on. I just got chills. I did too when you did that. <laughs> her head was in a suitcase in his apartment? Yes. So every time her mother came to the door, oh her daughter was inside. For how many weeks? Two. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Where was the rest of her? Well, when the police searched the apartment, it was a gruesome sight. Not only did they find her head, but they also found a body part in a bag on a wardrobe shelf, among other items. Now, they didn't tell me what body part, so I don't know. They also found her blood all over the living room and blood along the baseboard in the hallway and bathroom. They also found what they called traces of Wilma on a kitchen knife. Mm. With such a horrific crime scene, police believe Wilma was subjected to extensive violence when she was low to the ground and most likely feared for her life. After finding Wilma's head in Shabazz's apartment, a murder investigation began. When questioned with the evidence against him, Shabazz just sat in silence for 27 minutes, then asked to use the bathroom. When they showed him a picture of Wilma's body, he simply said, brutal. (gasps) Yeah. My gosh. Shabazz told the investigators, quote, you forget, this is a girl I loved and that I lived my life perfectly. Earlier this year, Tishko Ahmed Shabazz was sentenced to life in jail and also found guilty of breach of peace of the grave due to the extreme violence after death. As a result, he was ordered to pay 22,000 euro to each parent and Wilma's sister. 
A prison guard said Shabazz told him, quote, she got what she deserved, that little F dot 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 W dot dot dot. You know what that is. Oh my goodness. But when questioned later, he claims he doesn't remember saying that. Of course. Of course. The entire investigation took only six months, which is pretty quick considering the severity of the murder. The rest of her body has never been found. <gasps> really? Really. Oh, that's strange. Yeah. Linda, Wilma's mother, urges people to keep searching, calling the fact that they don't know where she is inhumane. I couldn't agree more. It's absolutely heart-wrenching, her poor mother. Right. When I was growing up, my mother always told me, never go anywhere alone. Always use the buddy system. So while annoying at the time, this will always stick with me because it was great advice. No matter who you are. If you or someone you know is in a toxic relationship and going to that person's house to collect their belongings or whatever, um, or even just meeting them to talk, do not go alone. I mean, if you can, take a big beefy friend with you and also tell everybody where you're going. Hey, I'm going to meet my ex at this location at this time. For sure. Just protect yourself, everyone. Yes. And please get get out. My Growing up, my parents always taught me if a man ever hits you, even once, you leave him and you never come back because a real man's never going to hit you ever. And, um, if they do it once, they'll do it a thousand times. Right. And the pattern is they do it and then, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll never do that again. I, I would never so hurt much. you. I love you. Yeah. I don't know. No, no. A real man is never going to hit you. And, uh, you, and this goes both ways. A woman, she's not going to hit you either. Like there's no, I've never hit my husband he has never hit me we've been pretty upset with each other we have never gotten violent you just don't go there and if someone does that's it you walk away the first time it happens you walk away and I know it sucks I know it hurts broken hearts hurt but broken bones caused by this person you love or worse mm -mm, that's not love right that's really sad that's really sad. I cannot believe he kept her head in his apartment for two weeks. And then some other body part. But then the rest of her, they never found. Right. Just traces of Wilma. That's that's crazy. That's strange. Wow. Those are sad cases. I know. I'm sorry. But, it, you know, good. Let's bring some good out of these bad things that happened. And... Hopefully, people who find themselves in similar situations will learn to get out. Yeah, get whatever help you need. Sure. I've never been in a physically abusive relationship, but I have, unfortunately, in my younger years, been in relationships where I wasn't treated very nicely, maybe emotionally or verbally. And I remember that feeling of, but I love him. I remember that feeling. How could I leave? And now looking back... Honestly, I get mad at myself because I'm like, I cannot believe that you allowed somebody to speak to you that way. Oh, I'm the same way. I, I stayed with someone like a year and a half and it was on again, off again, just the yelling. I even took myself to a therapist 
because I knew I needed some like, you know, mental jolt. Like, what are you doing? Yes. Move on. This is not healthy. Get out of this. Yes. I promise you, you will look back and you will never regret leaving someone who was not nice to you in whatever form. You will never regret that. Absolutely. I literally only regret the time I spent, like wasted years. I can't believe I allowed that. And now I'm with the most amazing, wonderful, nice man in the whole world. And that, as is Paula, and that is just to know that you're safe, to know that you're loved, to know that you're, you know, you never have to be fearful of this person. That, isn't that the most amazing feeling? Yes. And knowing that, you know, like you as well, that he respects me as a human being and he looks out for me and he's got my back. Right. Like there's that one person I know I can always depend on no matter what. Absolutely. That's priceless. Yes, for sure. So please, if you, if you find yourself, you know, experiencing any of these things, reach out, get help, leave, do whatever you have to do. That's not love. And you deserve love. Everybody deserves to be loved. Absolutely. And, um, I hope you find it. Yes. Take care of yourselves, everybody. That's right. If you don't take care of you, who else will? That's my motto this year is like Mm self-care just because as a mom um, and a wife, you know, um, sometimes women, I think in general, we're such caregivers that we tend to put ourselves on the back burner and I've done that. I've, I'm 30 pounds overweight and I'm, I, you know, don't eat as healthy as I used to and I haven't been taking care of me and it's not anybody's fault. It's just, you know. I've had three babies and raising them and it happens a lot with mothers. Yes. And so I've decided 2021 is uh, the year of self-care. Not that I'm going to stop taking care of everybody else because <laughs> I, I can't. Um, but I'm watching what I put into my body. I'm watching what I put into my mind. Only true crime, you know. <laughs> you know, the important the, things Right, the stuff that makes you very, very healthy mentally. <laughs> Other people's horror stories. Um, but, you know, I, I'm exercising and I'm Instead of looking at a photo of myself and thinking, oh my gosh, you look so fat, I'm looking at the photo of myself and thinking, you know, what a wonderful woman you are. Oh, what an see, amazing, nice. yeah, like self care in every form possible, emotionally, physically. Like, yeah, I, I could stand to lose a few pounds, but I also am an amazing person and I'm not going to keep beating myself up like I have. Good for you. Yeah. So 2021, join me. It's the year of self-care, being the best us we can be and like realizing that we're pretty amazing. Yeah, we are. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And you're amazing for listening to us. Yes, you are. Thank you so much for listening. Like us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, rate us, help us grow, tell your friends, um, anything you can, anything you can do to, to let people know about us would be great and much appreciated. Yes. So I am your host, Cynthia. And I'm your host, Paula. And together we we are Dolls and Doom. Doom. Bye. Bye.